0: true crime guys podcast i'm lord and i'm michael well you guys ready for stalker series part two baby
1: hell yeah i know i am dude i know we could probably we could probably just keep doing this series forever right there's a yeah shit we say that every stalkers. time
0: and what's funny is there's actually uh, like a video game themed one in this as well so like the, the video game shit keeps coming up we, we well, mentioned how we could just keep doing uh, the video game murders we could almost make a whole podcast about video gaming that's uh, turned to murder oh no
1: doubt i mean because video games have been out so long now it's like almost everyone uh has some type of video game that they've been infatuated with at least for a, a short amount of time
0: you know what i'm saying like i video think 10 games. years from now it, there's not going to be a murder that doesn't have a video game element to it because we're going to be living Damn. in you know what's his name from Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's world of virtuality and
1: yeah. We're going to be living in the metaverse. There's going to be a bunch of, uh, yeah. when are they going to start charging
0: people? For so virtual every time you crimes? beef with someone, it's going to have started in the digital, in the digital space, you know? Oh, of course. Right. Someone like right. egged your digital house. And then the next <laughs> thing you know, you're like showing up at that- the real world house while they have the headset on and, and murdering them. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, when are we going to start charging people for these virtual crimes? <laughs> right? These people who like the, the, who the, the technocrats got a, got a benefit from it financially too, you know, they can't right? just let that go. They take every <laughs> penny they can. Absolutely. I really think
1: uh Facebook and Instagram and shit are like throttling everybody's stuff since they uh went to these where you know where you can buy promotional ads now and you can yeah. boost posts, you can pay. Mm-hmm. Ever since they started doing that, I feel like our our influence and our and our crowd reach and stuff has went way down cuz they Cause want us to buy it. ads. Yeah, cuz yeah. we're not
0: paying. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. It's their platform. They can kind of do what they want with it, I suppose. No doubt. And if you Absolutely. don't pay up, you ain't going to get seen.
1: So. I know, right? It's crazy. We got like over 8,000 followers on Facebook. We put up a post, it gets 10 likes. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, how does that, where is this math coming in?
0: Like, Right. It, it just well, don't I think make part sense. of that is like it's become kind of a ghost town too. Facebook, there's just not as many people actually actively using it, you know? I guess people Everybody's are using over on TikTok. Which stay tuned to Mashup uh, Stalker Series Part Three. We're gonna have a TikTok murder in there as well. Oh, we gotta have a TikTok a TikTok murder. stalker murder. I wonder how many of those there are. Oh, Man, I wonder I'm how... sure there's been a lot in the last couple of years because that's like there's so many celebrities, quote unquote, that have popped up that yep. have been made through TikTok. Well, you know, uh, you should you should search like OnlyFans stalker murder. I know there's got to
1: be a pile of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, gosh, uh, a platform like that, you could see how somebody could get addicted oh, to one yeah. person and be looking for them.
0: That's mm-hmm. scary shit. You got to be careful what you put out there. Got to be careful. Yeah. You almost need like, mis- if I were a, like a, you know, a really popular OnlyFans girl, I would just like mislead them. I would have like a, a TV that looked like a window in the background and have like a fake backdrop of like London or something. And meanwhile, I'm like oh. in Alabama or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Whatever you got to. Exactly. I mean, you could do you could do a deep fake with your face. I mean, if you really wanted to get crazy with it, you could literally deep fake oh, your entire face. Deep fake shit's crazy. Yeah. Right? I mean, get me started on that. I know, right? Or you could just use a filter all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the I filter technology is insane now. And in getting back to this this uh stalker series though, I had an interesting thought this morning that I wanted to bounce off of you. Okay. So, you know how there's like what, 7 billion people on the planet? Right? Do you think that that out there somewhere that there is your stalker? Like you know how they always say there's al- there's at least one person out there for everyone. Yeah. There's got to be uh, at least one person out there that would be so obsessed with you, no matter what you look like or you know who you are, or whatever. There's a yeah. stalker for everyone. Like, do you think that's true? Like at maybe we, one, haven't, right? like we haven't. Obviously, some met people em? that attract a lot more stalkers, but.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, there's some people that are just more stalkable than others. Um, I just wanted to scare everyone. <laughs>
0: just like, just so you know, if you're listening to this, there is a stalker for you out there. It's just right. a matter of whether you run into them or not. Yeah. Maybe you haven't found them.
1: Maybe they don't even know you exist
0: yet, right? Exactly. But you're saying but there's a
1: type of person. You might go
0: to the grocery store today and find your stalker. Oh, it sounds like an advertisement.
1: Yeah. More than likely, I'm just going to find some. a stalker someone. out there for you.
0: <laughs> right. But wait, more there's li- more. If you're hot, there's way more. <laughs>
1: uh, there's way more.
0: <laughs> Send us a picture. We'll tell you how many probable stalkers you have. <laughs> yeah, should create an app. You probably have at least 67 active stalkers at this moment. <laughs> right? Due to the symmetrical quality of your face, right. you have thousands
1: of stalkers. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> Please curl down on your body. Oh, yeah, you have way more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, we're getting off the rails. We're getting off the rails. Are you ready to, ready to jump into Stalker Series Part 2? We have two cases, once again, for this one, um, and, and they're pretty interesting. So Yeah, they are. Let's do it, man.
1: I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from 9 to 5. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone alone now? Like Somebody's watching me And I'm no privacy I always feel like Somebody's watching me Playing tricks on (laughs) me When I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair Cause I might open up my eyes and find someone standing there People say I'm crazy, just a little touch but maybe showers remind me of psycho too much And that's why, that's why I always feel like somebody's watching me
0: for our case this week number 1 case number 1 uh we are going to travel once again across the pond i feel like we've been doing some uh some uk cases quite a bit lately
1: yeah i like that i like i like to hear your uh, australian accent
0: every time we do i know <laughs> <laughs> okay just so we're not, just so it's clear michael knows that uh you know the uk doesn't include australia but i can't do a british accent without sounding australian for some reason just to make that clear
1: oh yeah yeah it's true
0: so, all right, mates, let's get into this. Right, get a bunch of feedback. These idiots don't even know Australia's not in the UK. If you don't know, I'm from uh, London, mates. Right, right. Cracky. <laughs> where
1: are you from Nottingham? Nottingham. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Nottingham. Nottingham.
0: Yeah. So, we're going to, uh, going to England in 2007, where we meet 21-year-old Joanne Witten, who was an environmental science undergraduate. And every day after school, Joanne would return to her flat above the Orange Tree Pub in Nottingham. Uh, where she shared with her boyfriend Matthew Pike, uh, and together they they ran a website. And Matthew was a computer science uh, student of Stock, uh Stone Market, Suffolk. Right. Um, he always loved computers and gaming and planned to someday make a career out of them. And together, Joanne and Matthew, when they would get home from their long day at school and work, they would run a website called warscentral.com. dot com. WarsCentral dot com. Wars Central. Um, okay. Yeah, which was, uh, from my understanding, it was a site which facilitated the sharing of ideas and strategies for this game that they loved called Advance Wars, which is a very popular Nintendo game that's Mm -hmm. kind of carried on through the years. Right.
1: It came out in 88, I believe, but it's had like numerous reboots, and I think it's
0: due for another reboot uh, this year,
1: actually. I found a recent article that's saying that the game's coming out again. Yeah. So. And so, we'll
0: talk a little bit about this game. It's a this it's a advanced war video game. The story takes place on the fictional content on a fictional continent where two nations, Orange Star and Blue Moon, have fighting <laughs> been fighting each other for years. Uh, yeah. The conflict enters a new stage when the Orange Star commanding officer named Andy is accused of attacking the armies of uh, two <laughs> other nations, Yellow Comet and Green Earth, without reason, resulting in a worldwide war. The game was released to critical acclaim and has been listed among the greatest video games of all time. And like you said, it's kind of continued to have reboots and it sounds like it's a turn based strategy war game, right? Which are very popular. I talked uh, recently in Just a Banner how one of my favorite games to to play still is uh, Civilization 5. Right, right. Yeah. Which is turn based strategy war game. It's funny, like the names, Orange Star and Blue Moon, it sounds like a beef between two breweries or
1: something, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, well, I, I mean, mean Blue, Blue Moon literally is, is a beer. Yeah, Blue Moon really is a beer. I guess that's what yeah. kind of threw it off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Orange Star and Blue Moon. But there's actually other, I guess, nations that are all color-based in this game from what I mm-hmm. read.
0: It it reminds me, we watch uh, Avatar, the, the animated TV show. You ever watch that on Netflix?
1: Oh, yeah, like The Last Airbender? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, kind
0: of the whole confl- uh, concept of this reminds me of that because it's like the yeah, different fire combinations. You know, you the fire, Yeah, fire nation. Yeah, and yeah. the fire nation, of course, goes against everyone and attacks unprovoked. Of course, because fire is evil for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the invec- the objective in this game in each mission is to defend the de- defeat the enemy's army. Uh, there are two ways to defeat an opponent. Destroy every one of the opponent's units on the map known as routing the enemy or capture the opponent's headquarters. And on warcentral.com, the website that Joanne and Matthew ran, Joanne went under the name JoJo, Well, Matthew called himself Shade. And mm-hmm. this was the couple's social life. You know, they, they were on the right track going to school and all that, but uh, they didn't have much time to go out and meet people. So they just spent uh, all of their free time on this uh, website and on that game. Right. Um, they enjoyed it. Yeah, and they, they would be up till a lot of nights, 2 a.m., playing this game and running their website. In 2007, okay. Joanne and Matt met a man named David Heiss through, the, through their website, warscentral.com. David was a 21-year-old trainee sales representative from Frankfurt, Germany. So they're in England. Okay. He's in Germany. Mm-hmm. He starts getting very active on their website. Um, he chose the nickname Eagle the Lightning and would spend up to eight hours a day on the site exchanging tips Pro- and strategies for advanced wars. It probably sounds better in German.
1: That's what I thought. You know, the first time I was like, Eagle the Lightning, that, for, that, doesn't, even make, that doesn't even make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, like, that's a good point. It definitely must be more German-centric.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd like Eagle to hear the, the translation, although it, the, the German language rarely sounds better, I think. To yeah. me, to me, Achim personal Achim. opinion. It's a rough language. It's a rough yeah. language. Yeah.
0: Um, unfortunately, Heiss was interested a whole lot more in Joanne. Uh, than he was the game it seemed mm. after an after an initial lighthearted chat heist started bomb- bombarding joanne with messages and emails declaring his love for her
1: yeah that's Th- not a red flag huh right somebody but, else doesn't have a social life either i'm willing to bet
0: that being said like i don't know so far it's like okay we got a, a guy that's being a little too pushy on there like they have the power of the website they you could think you could just block him he's in yeah. another country and you move on Unfortunately, well, it's not that simple. Sometimes, some stalkers are a lot more motivated than others. You know.
1: Also, usually, this isn't how it starts. Usually, it just doesn't start with them bombarding them with messages. They've probably played together a few times. You know. Yeah. In this game, online, whatever, teamed up, and mm-hmm. it was pretty harmless for a while. But then it's like you kind of get to know these people that you play online with every day, even though you never see them. Yeah. And like I tell my kids all the time, like they they play with the same people. Pretty often, and I'm like, I know you feel like you know them. I know, but you don't. You have right. no idea who these people could be, like these stalkers, these creeps. They'll play the long game. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not afraid to. They'll
0: pretend to be your friend for years until yeah. you slip up and give that information. One of the one of the video game cases we did was like that, where the dude was he like flew and acted like he was going to do a, a seminar with the girl or whatever, and he ended mm-hmm. up killing her. Yeah. Yep. They had been playing together for a while and they thought they were friends and whatnot. And Yep, you, know, you never know. Turns out he was just obsessed with her. Yep. So in June of 2008, the couple, uh, Matt and JoJo, they, Joanne, they arrived home to find David Heiss outside of their flat. So came all the way from Germany to hang out with him. Wow. And amazingly, they let him stay at their house for three days. Um, but before kind of like booting him, um, but when he visited again a month later, Joanne re- rejected his advances and blocked him from access to the site. So now he's showing up every few weeks whenever he can uh, basically right? facilitate what? the means to get there, uh, pay for a ticket or whatever.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure he, he was kind <clears> of <throat> like surprised the first time or maybe like I'm in town. Mm, but it's, right. it's crazy that you would just let somebody you meet the first time in person stay with you for three nights. Yeah. I don't know. That was yeah. bold. That was really bold on their part.
0: Especially when he'd been bombarding Joanne with messages, you know that he's got a an unhealthy kind of right thing thing for Joanne here.
1: Like if you're Matthew, how can you let this happen? You're like No. No, nah, this is not
0: happening. <laughs> right. Not happening. So in mid September of two thousand eight, David Heiss sent an email to Joanne saying that he quote had something I would like to give you. Oh that's never a few good. Day, Yeah. And a few days later, on September nineteenth, Heis flew into Birmingham and took a train to Nottingham with a knife tucked into his waistband and wearing thick garden gloves. He forced his way into the flat, launching a ferocious attack on Matthew Pike. So he had waited until Joanne had left for work and Mm -hmm. basically broke into the home. And I almost imagine Matthew Pike like headset on playing the game and all of a sudden just gets bombarded. Yeah. It gets bombarded and he would stab Matthew Pike 86 times before heading home to Germany the next morning. Dude. There's some rage there. And, some? Holy yeah. shit. 86. He took that
1: shit personal. Yeah. Like Matthew what's, must have kicked his
0: ass in that game. What's and incredible though is Street. is that David actually, or uh, not David, Matthew Pike actually was still alive when he left after being stabbed 86 times. And he was wow. able to write the first three letters of Heiss's first name, David, in his own blood on the side of his computer to alert police's, uh, to police to his uh, attacker's identity. So he, yeah. was a, he was able to write DAV on the side of his computer in his own blood That's awesome. to try and get the killer caught. Um, for, for this trip, uh, David Heiss had only spent 16 hours in the UK, and Joanne would return home from work that night to find that her boyfriend had been brutally murdered, um, and obviously she had a pretty good idea of who it was, especially when she saw DAV written, you know, the first yep. three letters of this creep that had been stalking her, his name. Um, so David Heiss would be captured and extradited um, in November and charged with the murder, November of that year, 07. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would be, he, he'd he apparently brought the knife from Germany, you know, which is crazy. We talked about, how I was tucked into his waistband. It's like, dude, you couldn't have just, you know, you plan on breaking into the home acquiring your own knife or whatever. But apparently he had dumped it in a trash can and it was never recovered. Wow. Uh, well, I guess it worked then. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> his disposal technique, but I'm it's sure he left idea. way more than that behind. <laughs> it makes it creepy to me just thinking that like he's, he's making this long trip from Germany to, to England and he's got this knife tucked in his waistband. It's like the whole time he's like looking at this knife and thinking what he's going to do with it. I just, that thought freaks me out.
1: Oh, hell yeah, it does. Yeah. He's been thinking about this for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah he knew exactly what time. he was
0: going to do. Yep. Um, the prosecutor sean smith said quote it was an act that was born out of obsession and hatred in equal measure it was Mm. an obsession for joanne witten and a hatred for matthew because he was joanna's boyfriend i have no doubt that at some stage you decided that matthew had to die and that your killing of him involved a substantial degree of both planning and premeditation which is a significant aggravated factor said judge keith uh justice keith
1: yeah because you could argue this judge's
0: name is justice keith Fuck justice yeah. Keith, perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> what?
1: Or wait, wait. He's probably just a court justice, right? Or
0: the judge, Justice Keith. That's what it oh, says.
1: That's his name. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You have to think that you know the first time that he came by and stayed for those three nights. Like they have to be considering that as part of the planning too, right? You have to. Yeah. He came there. He seen how their house was laid the, out. Yeah, yeah. He knew he the see, layout of the home. Yep. He, he seen knew there a little bit of their of locks yeah. they had. Yep. Yep. He seen yep. where the computer was. He knew where Matthew and her were going to be most of the time. Like he learned a lot in those
0: three days, and I think it just gave him the confidence to go through with this. Hundred percent. Should have never let him in. Yep. It wouldn't even be. I mean, I don't know how he gained entry. It said that he, you know. He no, I mean the first time, injury. I mean the first, I know, I know, I know what I'm saying, but like, I'm, I was just thinking like he, could, the first time he could have even potentially, you know, during the course of three days, you're going to have, find yourself, you know, alone being able to wander the house or whatever during that time, whether they're asleep or whether they're distracted playing the game and you start right. going to the bathroom, you would, he would have been able to maybe get a spare key or steal one of their keys. And, you know, there's the amount of like pre-medi- premeditation he could have been doing knowing Seriously. what you're going to do later it would have been all too easy. I think the same way, man. I just, I just can't
1: trust anybody I don't know in my house. I'm just like, nah, I'll talk to you in the carport, like, right? <laughs> I'll meet you in the driveway. I'll be right out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. You like you say, you just never know. I, I'm always thinking that. Like, it, it was nothing. Were you always years that way, ago. or was
0: did that was were you always that way, or did this podcast kind of like make that um more extreme?
1: I think as an adult and as a father, once I moved out and I had kids on my own, um. And I always thought about them. Then I, from that point on, I was suspicious of people. Can't in my house. I was, you know, always make sure all the doors are locked, everything like that. But my, but my dad has always been paranoid in that way growing up. So I guess it was just kind of instilled in me. I'm like, okay, this is just what you need to do. Just better safe than sorry type of thing, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, just I always think like somebody wants to come in and use the restroom or the phone. I'm just like. Fuck no. Like you could get so right. much information in my house going through my, my cabinets and shit. Like, no,
0: no, no. I don't I don't Yeah. Can't yep. do it, man. Can't do it. Better safe than sorry for sure. That's right. Go find somewhere else to pee, bro. That's right. right. There's phones everywhere, man. Go go find another one. Yeah. <laughs> you should have one in your pocket, motherfucker. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't so go. so the the victim, Matthew Pike, his mother was an English teacher and she described her son as modest and easygoing. Kim Pike, 49, said she did not blame the chat rooms and websites for her son's death. Quote, we didn't didn't know anything he did on the computer. We just knew he was good on anything to do with computers. He was obsessed with it, really. Mm. Um, She also said, I don't think internet chat rooms are a bad thing, but people need to be careful about the information they give to other people. Matthew was quite naive. He was quite trusting. He expected other people to be like him. And that's kind of what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way the dude could have known where they lived if they hadn't kind of made that known to him i don't yeah. know how he just showed up at their flat you know and spent those first three days they must have at some maybe he was you know a hacker and somehow got a hold of that information yeah that party ip address paid a, yeah who knows but it sounds like from what his mom's saying that they were just naive and they they gave him the address and said hey if you're ever in the area drop by or something like that oh i'm sure they did apparently turned out to be a big mistake yep
1: yeah. you got to be careful uh, man
0: David Heist denied the murder and said he was acting out of self defense and was given a life prison sentence and told uh, that he would serve at least 18 years in jail for it. Did he have any defensive wounds
1: that you know no. of? No. Nah, no, he no. didn't.
0: He got the jump on Matt, and uh, Matt didn't have any way of defending himself. I, like I said, I almost imagine Matt was sitting there with his back turned playing the game. And you know that David Heist already knew the layout of the home, so he could have easily snuck up behind him and, and stabbed him several times before Matt even knew what was happening. God. So what's crazy is 18 years, right? And this was in 07. So this, he could be getting out in a few years, potentially, if he only gets those 18 years. That's a scary thought.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. And if mean, he, that's he yeah. what, 15
0: years ago? So right. He could be getting out it potentially in three years.
1: And you know, he's probably, he's probably not a very domineering figure in jail. I mean, I don't know what this guy looks like, but... Um, yeah i don't
0: imagine i did see i saw some pictures of him he doesn't look all that scary <laughs> yeah
1: so i'd imagine he's trying to be on his best behavior to get the hell out of there right so yeah th- that's the type of person that usually gets out in 18 years
0: also the type of person that often re uh you know repeats their actions. repeats yeah. yeah
1: who's to say he's not going to go try to find joanne again yeah yeah <sighs> i don't know that man. would
0: that would not feel very comfortable if i were her right i mean the guy was already willing to go from Germany to uh, England multiple times and then right. stabbing your boyfriend 86 times. Like you want that guy walking around on the street. How can you ever feel safe again? If he gets out
1: seriously. And he was a grown man at the time. It's not like an adolescent. It's and he not didn't like even, 13, it's not like he was. even
0: uh, like, he didn't even like say sorry or like admit that he had done it. He still denied and, 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 you know, said he was acting out of self-defense. So exactly. That's uh, crazy. They're they're delusional. And
1: you know, yeah. 18 years is no time. Is that's what we're learning here in this stalker series that they can hold a grudge for a long or a crush rather for a long time.
0: That's a great segue into our next case, Michael. Great job because Thank you. the next the next case, yeah, the, this man spends over 20 years in prison 20. and gets out and immediately goes right back to stalking the person that, that yeah. see
1: that's what we were talking about uh, with mm-hmm. the stalker 1 case with the 15-year crush. We're like, man, if he goes if he goes to prison, He's still going to come after her. Yep. If he comes to, if he goes to prison for an assault or for stalking or for whatever it is, he's just going to get out in a few years and come right back. And look, 15 years, this guy, he gets 18, and then this person 20 years later, still a stalker.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think also, like, it's almost easier for that to happen when all you're doing is sitting in jail, you know? Like, That's true. What else is there to that think makes about? it worse, right? That makes it worse. Yeah, you like, don't get the chance to move on and find a new person and all that, like, and move past your obsession with a certain person. Like, you're in jail probably just thinking about them all day.
1: Absolutely. Like, they would have just seen the amazing person that I was. We could be together and exactly. be happy right now.
0: Someday I'll no. make her know it. Right. Stupid Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You know. Delusion. So let's move on to the next case where we have a um, another more than two decade obsession, which results in tragedy.
1: Mm. shouldn't have though. This is a this is a big system failure case right here. Another one. Yep. This this one will downright infuriate you. Yeah.
0: So yeah. for this case we're going to go to Washington DC where we meet Sylvia Diane Matthews um who we can say pretty clearly this the entire system failed. Um absolutely but, uh, She was, she was a beautiful person. She, uh, coworkers at DC's insurance department called, called her Sylvia. Her friends called her by her middle name, Diane, and her family called her D. D had never had children of her own, but we know a lot of people like this in our families that are like, they're the, they're everyone's mom in a way. Yeah. That was D. Yeah. Uh, She had several nieces and nephews that like, she acted like a mother to. Um, and unfortunately she met the wrong person. Um, a guy named Michael Tyrone Garrett who served more than two decades in prison before he would come back for her. Um, And we'll get more into that in a minute, but let's talk about Michael Tyrone Garrett, who she would cross path with, cross paths with, get into a relationship with, unfortunately, and it would uh, haunt her for many years. Michael Tyrone Garrett was born in 1952 and had no father in his life. His mother gave birth at 15 years old, and he also had three siblings and three children that he lost contact with himself. Hmm. Starting in 1975 with a gun conviction, two of the 1980s charges and or convictions for kidnapping, multiple burglaries, assaults, rape, cocaine possession in D.C. and Maryland, Garrett Damn. had 32 arrests and 14 convictions by 1999. God, so, still
1: walking free. <laughs> like, so lifelong
0: that? criminal. Yeah, I mean, this guy. God, he had a rap sheet. Holy yeah, I'm not a fan of the three three strike rule, right? But like when you start get to like 30 straight it's arrests, like, it's, it's like 30 can strikes. Can just lock them down for like a can long we, period of time, right? And not put them on the street next week, so you can just go <laughs> rob someone else, you know? Right?
1: Like these are serious convictions too, man. Yeah, kidnapping, man. Kidnapping, assault, rape, assault. I mean, rape, yeah. cocaine,
0: possession. Yeah, man, he's crazy. Kidnapping. I mean, kidnapping and rape, right there. Like I think you should never get out. That's just me. Yeah. But like, especially when you've done it a few times, you know, Exactly. it's clear you're just going to keep doing it. Exactly. So unfortunately in 1996, Garrett met Sylvia D. Matthews. Her family said at the time that Sylvia was a drug abuse counselor at the old DC jail in Lorton, Virginia. So this is where she Mm -hmm. meets him. She's acting as a drug counselor at the jail. She meets him while he's in jail.
1: Oh,
0: he becomes obsessed with her. Maybe she thought she could fix him. I don't know. Um, yeah, or things. maybe
1: he took her professionalism as her hitting on him. You know what I mean? Like she's trying yeah. to be – she is a, a therapist, right? So, I mean, she's tr- – or a counselor, rather. Counselor, yeah. So she's there to be kind and to listen to mm-hmm. you. And, you know, we've talked about it before. Some men can misinterpret those signals very badly. And I think this is a this is a case of that.
0: Well, I mean, she did start a relationship with him, so there was something there. At least she gave him a chance. Yeah, that's um, true. So they they were in a relationship after one of Garrett's D.C. jail releases in 1998. And it didn't take long for her to realize she had made a mistake because in November of that year, 1998, while in a car together, witnesses watched as Garrett attacked Sylvia in the face with a hammer.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a signal.
0: Yeah. It's like, wow. She suffered uh, major face wounds and unsurprisingly broke up with him following this. But I think y'all could guess that this wasn't a simple... As simple as that. For this scumbag, he wasn't just gonna like Hell let her break no. up with him, and that's that's that. He moves on and finds someone else to beat with a hammer.
1: Right. Like a psychopath, um, man.
0: In January of 1999, Sylvia was at her home that she shared with her mother on Elmira Street in Southwest DC. I mentioned the street name because this house saw some shit, especially the basement over the oh. course of the next two decades. This it's kind of a creepy scenario where like it, it's like deja vu you know Mm -hmm. he attacks her in this basement severely one time goes away for a couple decades and then ends up attacking her again in that same basement many years later Mm. so in january of 1999 sylvia was at that home on elmira street when garrett broke into the house by prying to open the door she ran to the neighbor's house to call 911 but when police arrived they found garrett in sylvia's basement with a crack pipe um Mm. what the fuck yeah so he's he's broken into her home, and he's just down there smoking crack. And this, this I just, once again, I don't know how this guy is didn't so get locked up for life. After, like, when you start d- looking at the body of evidence as to what type of person he is, you know, you're just like. Yeah,
1: so he wasn't, so he didn't hurt her in this first break-in. He just no, broke yeah, into her house, yeah, and but, it's just hanging out,
0: smoking yeah, crack. But that basement would later be the scene of Sylvia's murder.
1: And obviously, he was he was getting hyped up to probably go up and murder her. Mm-hmm. I mean that time he truly just well. you
0: could just see time and time again he did not give a shit about going to jail because too many times he'd been put there and then gotten out and then just yep not afraid when you're of it boldly just breaking into homes in the middle of the day and then like smoking crack in their basement when the cops get there just, yeah I wasn't even trying to flee the scene he was just did not care no so Garrett would be sentenced to 24 years in prison for multiple burglary and assault charges. So finally they looked at the body of evidence here and they're like, this guy is just going to keep being a, a menace to society. We have to put a real sentence on him. Yeah. Finally. However, the, however, there was a legal debate about whether the sentences were to be served consecutively or concurrently, which would be a very unfortunate problem because they, they clearly uh, it, chose concurrently rather, concurrently rather than consecutively. Yeah. They chose to let them like overlap each other, which means he got out uh, you know, much sooner than he should have. Um so that depending on that whether they determined to be consecutive or the, uh, or concurrently, his sentence was to end either in twenty twenty three or twenty thirty five. Ooh, with the former. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Co- co- court reveals uh court documents revealed that in twenty fourteen, while in prison, Garrett was attacked with, in the cafeteria by an inmate on drugs, his eye was stabbed with a spork and he became blind in his left eye. Cause it'll hurt more
1: you twit. <laughs> <laughs> Got him with a spork. Yeah. that's that's hilarious i feel like
0: that's all a spork is good for what a stupid device well <laughs> it's good for stabbing those and little tiny eyes. prongs on the yeah. front even gonna do you can't even pick anything up with it <laughs> well that's why I'm they like, give them I'm, to him in prison i'm they totally like... anti-spork <laughs> and i i'm one of the people that like thinks that a fork <laughs> yeah. is good for very little i'm like a spoon guy all through and through really for most things like if i'm eating pasta i'm using a spoon like i need i, I eat fast i need a lot in one scoop what if the and, like, noodles are i hate sitting there poking one or two noodles at a time
1: I just scoop them up,
0: man. What if the noodles are too long for the
1: for the spoon, man? They keep falling off the sides. No, I make it work. You make (laughs) you balance them on the spoon before I get that spoon. You get real
0: good at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm clearly being like I'm joking a bit, but I still do think that a fork is people use it more than they need to. Yeah, it's spoon is, is is best in most scenarios. Yeah, but not spaghetti. That's but a spaghetti. spork is worthless in all scenarios unless you're stabbing an inmate with in the eye. That's right. about it. But then, then again, even a fork would do be, do the job better. You could go deeper with those long prongs than just the little stubby prongs. Right. Well, they don't give them the long prong forks. But in then, prison when for you're done, reason. you can't scoop the eye out as good with a fork as you can with a spork. Right. So you can right. stab and then scoop the
1: eye out. So, so maybe the only good thing a spork is used for is is stabbing and scooping eyes. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll redeem you on that quality spork. The more you know, the more you. <laughs> but throw your forks away (laughs) fuck them
0: (laughs) i'm keeping one spork on hand just just in case from now on for self-defense purposes
1: there you go if you don't have one i I think kfc has a shit ton of them (laughs) them.
0: (laughs) they do specialize in sporks right like the only fast food place that has sporks i know they always have sporks (laughs) that's because they got those potato mashed potato chicken bowl things
1: oh yeah yeah it
0: is kind of handy for that you might need both yeah so, yeah, he was stabbed while in prison. He was stabbed with the spork and became blind in his left eye. Then his right eye later developed glaucoma. That's called karma, motherfucker.
1: That is. That's what um, you get.
0: He complained of constant eye pain, and in medical records show that uh, with glasses, he still had 20-20 vision, which in seems one crazy to me. If he was blind? Yeah, if he was blind in his left eye and then glaucoma in the right, how the hell with just some simple glasses is he? T- I think maybe he was well, being an exaggerator.
1: Yeah, or maybe he had 20-20 in just one eye. Maybe one eye. Maybe the eye he got stabbed in healed up enough to where he could see out of it. But I don't know. No, you said he became blind in his left eye, yeah. and then developed glaucoma in his right.
0: So the the glaucoma must have.
1: Uh, it depends on where the spot shows up, right? Depending on your yeah. vision, because like some people, the glaucoma he was, like happens in the middle.
0: I think he was lying and, can, and trying to get sympathy so he could get out on parole or some shit. That's what I think. Because I mean, oh. we see signs of that later. Probably he tries to to play the victim card here. Oh okay. Uh, prison psychologists determined that Garrett had a temper and an inner rage at his parents for not being there. "Quote: I need some. Oh, I need. I need someone to love me." Garrett states. Also in prison, he threatened a female guard, saying, "Quote: If I get back out of the compound, I'll show you what type of man I am." These <sighs> are the sort of things that need to be, you know, kept in records. And then when the parole hearing comes up, it's like, yeah. He yeah. also said this while he was in prison, like threatened an inmate guard, like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a creep. It's like, yeah. hey bro, if you need someone to love you, why don't you be someone that deserves love? Huh? That's mm-hmm. how you get love. Like, what yeah. the fuck? But, you know, there is an argument to be made that he truly wasn't loved as a child, right? His his mom was absent, his dad was absent. Yeah. He had no I mean, I guess if you're never shown how to love, it can be quite difficult.
0: Yeah. So, for these offenses and the violent nature of his past, when he applied for compassionate release from the federal prison in West Virginia due to his cellmate getting COVID nineteen, the U.S. Attorney's Office opposed the January twenty twenty one court motion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what there, I'm saying. Bitch. Like he's
0: trying to to play sympathy cards about being blind or whatever his inmate or yeah. his roommate having COVID. It's like I'm sure the whole prison had it. First of all, yeah, seriously. I hope
1: he got the vid too with his glaucoma yeah. Yeah. and his fork eye. Fuck him, yeah. man. Yeah. Take all these ailments at once. Yeah.
0: So his pro bono attorney convinced federal judge Robert O'Kun that due to his age, his failing eyesight, and pledges pledges to never contact victim victim Sylvia Matthews again, that he was no threat to society. And sadly, Garrett was released in March of 2021. Just a year. So ago. So the judge bought into his his bullshit, mm-hmm. and you know him. You know he promises to never contact Sylvia again. Works. He for gets me. out, and what do you think happens? What do you think happens? Did he contact Sylvia? Yeah, a little more than that. He made contact with Sylvia. Yeah. That son of a bitch. So in the U.S. Attorney's opposition, prosecutors said due to the age of the case and the closure uh, of federal court records, they had been uh, unable to notify the victim or the family about possible release. So not only did they release him in March of 2021, but they also did not let Sylvia or her family know that he was released. So now he's just walking the streets and they think he's locked up. You don't think that shit's done on purpose? I I think what would be the motivation for them to do that on purpose
1: Uh, so they don't have people protesting the release of this criminal
0: okay I can see that and causing a big scene yeah
1: I mean because Sylvia yeah she did work for the government I'm sure she had plenty of powerful friends she knew people Um, yeah I mean if I was her family and I knew this man got released I'd be out there protesting be like what the fuck you can't let this man walk yeah you know, by keeping it quiet, oh, it's already said and done. We don't know where he is. It's all—it's already been approved. Uh, good luck. Yep. See what I'm saying? I
0: don't yep. No. Um, so supposedly that that inability to contact Sylvia's family about Garrett's early release did not appear to be a factor in the judge's decision. Judge Robert Okun's office declined to comment later after finding out what he went yeah. on to do. Of course. Mm-hmm. There should have been some uh, some serious pressure put on them after that. Like you made a massive mistake releasing this man, and then and then to not warn Sylvia about right? the fact that he was out there. That's like unbelievable. That's the very least you could have done. Yeah. So Sylvia's family said nobody within the family had any idea the man convicted of beating and robbing Sylvia knew about the knew about the early release. That being said, Sylvia had been on high alert since, uh, ever since dealing with Garrett all those years ago, you know, more than two decades oh, ago. Yeah. She had four locks on the back door, three locks on the front door, baseball bats by the bed and in the basement. Uh, it was like Fort Knox, according to close family members. <laughs> so many locks on the basement door. Well, you don't get over
1: that type of shit. That, that kind <sighs> of shit sticks with you forever. I,
0: I say that and then I think that, spoiler, she gets killed in that basement. That's just so fucked. I know. So fucked. I know. So on October 7th, 2021, Sylvia called uh, MPD because Garrett was outside of her door demanding to come in. She declined his demands and tried. he tried to force his way in, verbally threatening to kill her. MPD responded and arrested Garrett. But for reasons unknown, U.S. Attorney's Office declined to prosecute and this he makes was back no the sense to me. To me, he, it's just like part of his release from prison that he spent 24 years in there for. Yep was him saying, I'm not going to contact Sylvia. Now he's at her door pounding, trying to get in and threatening her. Locking the fuck up for life now. Like Seriously. Like broke everything. Like, no.
1: It's, yeah, it's over. You had one condition. Yeah. Do yeah. not contact her. Stay away yeah. from her. And you immediately go back. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's strike 40 or whatever the fuck for this guy. Like he, he should be put in prison forever. Yeah. And this failure really costed her.
0: Yeah. So on October 15th, Garrett's probation officer filed a notice of noncompliance to the court. His probation officer reported visiting Garrett as a hom- at a homeless encampment near 9th and K Street in, North West, in Northwest uh, DC to remind him to not have contact with Matthews as he pledged. Oh, just so you know, you said you wouldn't contact her. You already did. Yeah. Don't do that. Bad Don't boy. Don't do that. Slap on the wrist. Bad boy.
1: Gosh, Garrett. Come on.
0: Yeah. As he lives in a homeless camp, I'm sure he's really going to like, okay, yeah, you know, I was wrong.
1: Yeah. He's got so much going for him and so many opportunities. Yeah. I'm sure he's not even thinking about her.
0: Yeah. The probation officer wrote that due to the October 7th arrest not being prosecuted, no further action uh, should be taken other than increased supervision. Which didn't happen either, apparently. Nope. Uh, Because on October 22nd, Sylvia told MPD that Garrett confronted her outside of a grocery store near her place of work. And -hmm. at the time, she worked at the DC government processing insurance claims, uh, processing insurance claims against the district, which was only a 20 minute walk from Garrett's tent. So he's near where she works all the time all the time yep and and i'm sure he's found out where she works well he knew that already probably Mm -hmm. so matthew said that garrett took a corkscrew to her throat and threatened to kill her on this occurrence when he she he confronted her in the grocery store parking lot jesus she must just feel helpless like what can i even do i've already called the cops he should still be in prison he's not you didn't even tell me he was getting out like at I, this no point protecting me
1: at this point i would be moving i'd be like i i yeah. gotta i'm i gotta leave i'm gonna take my retirement or whatever i got saved up and i gotta get the fuck out of here like because you can't stay here and, and i'm not blaming her don't get don't get this wrong this is not a victim blaming thing the bl- no. there is lots of people to blame you're just stating what you but, would do exactly if but he's but showing many up times up we seen
0: where someone just they, they just can't uproot like I agree. I don't know. A lot of people just, they'd rather die than, than like, move away from where they live and where they love and all their family and all that stuff, you know? I understand. I understand.
1: But, I mean, just moving to another county could have really sufficed. I mean, he's homeless.
0: How far can he really go? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I personally wish she would have gotten a gun and waited for him to break in and shot his ass. That's what I wish. Or, like... I wish That's she would have shared with her family what was going on. We find yeah. out later that she didn't even tell them that he was harassing her and doing all this stuff. Like, cause if I'm, you know, her nephew or something like that, I'm gonna make sure I'm at her house, like staying at her house for a while and, and, and defending right. her.
1: Yeah. Somebody. I'm sure she
0: had someone in her family that would have been willing to do that, you know, and, and just shot the motherfucker when he busted into your house again and tried to kill you or, you know, beat you or whatever he was gonna do. Shoot yeah. Him. Take his or, ass out. Yeah, I mean he's an old man at this point. Beat him to death with a bat or whatever he's trying to use on her. Take that shit and use it on him. Right. I know that we we say violence is not the answer. Sometimes it is the answer. <laughs> you know. Yeah. In a for a stubborn like this, motherfucker it's the like answer. this, I'm sorry. What else is? Because the the police are not helping. No one's helping her. That's right. So the the only answer for me in this one is violence. Back. You know, at him. Yep. If you can't leave, then you have to defend yourself in this situation yeah, I mean, because no one's defending into her, her. Home repeatedly. Literally, no one's her. defending her. No. Nope. Yeah. Mm. So uh, at this point, MPD claimed that they suspended their investigation into this incident due to multiple attempts to reach Matthews that were unsuccessful.
1: That don't make no sense.
0: He don't have a fucking phone. He lives in a tent in in an encampment. Like, you know that. Of course, you're not going to be able to contact him, quote unquote, go down there and find him in the encampment or whatever. Like, stake out, find the motherfucker, like talk to people, do police work. No, they're saying they couldn't reach Matthews. They couldn't reach Sylvia. Oh, is that what they're saying? Yeah, like they oh, couldn't yeah, reach. Oh, yeah, 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 Sylvia. Okay. Yeah,
1: because they couldn't reach Sylvia. They're like, okay, well, maybe she was well, at work. You know where she lives. Maybe you know, she know where was, she
0: works. Right. Like, how
1: could you not contact her? How hard were you trying? Were you trying to contact her while she was at work? I mean, that's something too. Maybe she has her phone off while she's at work or whatever, or she's busy,
0: Um, you know, That counseling. just sounds like a bunch of bullshit, right? That sounds like them it, trying to cover their ass later. I think this is them talking after knowing what happened. Like This is a life well, we or death situation. Her.
1: You don't call a couple times and leave a voicemail. This is a life or death situation, and they know that. Yeah. He's held corkscrews to her throat. He's hit her in the face with a hammer. Mm-hmm. He's been stalking her for twenty years. This is not just call. Hey, how you doing, Sylvia? Oh, you're still yeah. you're still alive. All right, good. Keep an eye out for that, Garrett.
0: Yeah. You can't- Yeah. We warned him again, so you're, right? you should be okay. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Blows me away. Uh, yeah. So even after these October 2021 incidents, the Matthews family said that Sylvia kept them in the dark about Michael Garrett's presence in her life. Quote, I think it was because she knew she was being silenced and she was reaching out and that she was doing she was doing everything she was supposed to do and she wasn't getting any help. So why involve your family, said Sheila Matthews. I think it's I think she didn't have any answers to the questions because she was asking them to and the police couldn't give her answers about why he was out and why he got out and how he was finding her. and What should I do? She was trying to protect us all, and we couldn't see it. We didn't know, said Daniel McCombs. Even when I saw her mo- the Monday before, there were absolutely no signs, said cousin Regina Taylor. Mm. Fuck. Man, what a, what a like, tough woman that she's just keeping this. I mean, not to say this is the right thing to do or anything, or, but like right. the fact that she was just dealing with this is so fucked. You know? like, she didn't even want to burden her family with it.
1: It's heartbreaking.
0: It really crazy. is. Yeah. So on December 3rd, 2021, at around 7.30 a.m., police said that Sylvia Matthews called and reported that Garrett was breaking into her car and trying to break into her home, yet again. Police came and didn't spot him. Later oh, on at 8 Guess he's not here. He, he's, he's gone. Nothing we could do about it. He's literally behind the curtains. You see his shoes. Right.
1: Oh, I guess he ain't here. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fucking scary movie every year.
0: Later on at eight forty-four a.m., so a little over an hour later, police said that Sylvia Matthews called again and said she spotted him, saying, "quote He's not here right now, but he's on the phone." Police oh. came, so she, he was on the phone with her. Mm-hmm. Police came and actually took Sylvia's phone and said to Garrett, "You've got to leave her alone, bro. This hasn't worked. You've done this how many times? You've said to to leave her alone. He's it's not clearly not working. He's clearly not, not working. Of... No." He's been, he's dealt with police so many goddamn times yeah. at this point. Like he's he has zero fear of them, zero or anything at this point. So when they said that he hung up the phone, according to the DC police, but by 1120 AM, a. a witness said they heard a person with Garrett's description shouting at Matthews, trying to break in and heard a fight inside. So guess what? He's back a couple hours later after they warned him again, Right, breaking into her home. And when DC police came in minutes afterwards at 1120, officers found her near lifeless body at the bottom of the basement police found Garrett also in that basement where they arrested him so many years ago, smoking that crack 20, was it 24 years prior or whatever? 22 years prior. 22 years. Yeah. Yep. And there are indications that Matthew's, uh, so Sylvia had been raped inside the home or underwear were not on her body. Instead, they were in the living room. There was a trail of blood that went from the, from the room to the basement, according to the prosecutor's report. So you almost wonder if he like threw her down the stairs into the basement. I I know. Um, Uh, Garrett fought all through that house. Yeah. Talk about being failed, right? She called the police multiple times that morning. Right. Um, Garrett, through his public offender, pleaded not guilty. His public defender claims that Garrett was coincidentally in Sylvia's neighborhood, heard a commotion. So he's a hero coming to save the day.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And went into the basement where he found Sylvia Matthews already bleeding. His public defender argues that there was not enough blood on Garrett to indicate that he used the cane found inside the house that was uh, deemed the murder weapon, as prosecutors allege. Quote, I think it's also an example of the system failing her, and it's not just failing her once, but failing her multiple times, said D.C. Council Judiciary Chairperson Charles Allen. An individual was arrested multiple times and nothing happened from a prosecution standpoint, and this case uh, is like we mentioned, you know, it's this so was going recent. on well into 2021. It's so recent that there's not even been a trial, um, scheduled yet, the murder trial, but he's been convicted or he's been, uh, you know, arrested yeah, for he, this and charged with murder. But uh, the trial is, it's going to be an easy trial. I mean, we already, oh no God, jury's yeah, going to, no so. jury's not going to convict on this one.
1: I hope so. This motherfucker, need, yeah. he needs, he just needs to go to jail for life or the death penalty, whichever. I mean, at this point, yeah. Um, but he killed her with a cane? That was the. That was the.
0: Yeah. Uh, was, was it like a cane that had like That's what one the of those prosecution swords alleges it is that the cane was used? Well, I mean, he beat her. He raped her, beat her with the cane. This is my, the way I see it going down. Beat her, he just found whatever was in the house, used that to beat her, and then threw her down the stairs, which ultimately costed her her life.
1: Right. God, what a piece of shit, man. And the excuse. He heard a commotion and ran over. Wow, man. The audacity i mean i gotta gotta come up with something i guess that's literally the best defense you could think of i mean what else are you gonna say you were there you were there (laughs) like there's no doubt about that so yeah and in 2021 they gonna know if you were there that's for sure yeah god what a piece of shit
0: yeah it's it's amazing incredible incredible that he got away with like just doing what he did to her repeatedly It's the fact that they let him out, period. The fact that they didn't tell her and then
1: it's a downright nightmare, honestly. The way that's the way the system it's like a horror movie, dude. It's like
0: Michael Myers, just keeps coming back for you. This this kind of how many fucking locks you put on your door, no matter how how many times you call the the police, he just keeps reappearing and attacking you. He just keeps
1: coming back. Um I heard that I watched this short film yesterday on HBO Max. I think it's called Please Hold. Have you ever watched this? No. It kind of reminds me of this. Okay, it's it's set in the future. It's set in the future where all cops are automated robots that are basically drones, and they have handcuffs on them. They can chase you around. They know where you are. They use facial think recognition.
0: That'll be here in It'll be here. years. It'll be here. Yeah.
1: Okay, but this yeah. movie is based off a man getting arrested by mistake. It's a mistaken identity. Well, so they say. He gets arrested, and the whole thing is automated. He doesn't talk to not one person. One actual person through his whole jail stay, like in your in your jail, there's a TV up on the wall, and it's like, "Would you like an attorney?" And it's like it gives you selections, and he selects one. of will be like, "That'll be ten thousand dollars," and he's like, "Oh shit!" Well, I, you know, I don't have that. And he's like, "Public defender," and then a public defender, like this little, it's almost like a paper, you know, the paper clip that used to help you write essays. Like, looks like you're writing an essay. You know, what I'm talking yeah. about. Right. Well, yeah. it's like a, it's like one of those Law and Order scales and it pops up and it's like looks like you want to plead guilty. And he's like no, 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 I don't want to plead guilty. And they're like we highly recommend you plead guilty. It's like this little thing, you know, but it This sounds like a Black Mirror episode, dude. It is. It's it's a really short film. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it, but you guys you guys should watch it. It's it's called okay. Please Hold and it's it's probably 15-20 minutes maybe max. Um You said it's, it's on it's, Netflix? It's on HBO Max, I believe. Okay, I have HBO Max, right on. Yeah. But you might be able to find it on YouTube or something as well, but yeah, pretty interesting concept of what the future of our justice system might look like. Yeah. Seriously, it's kind of scary. I mean, we've
0: talked about how it's such a business, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. plea deal business constantly yeah. just, they just throw a shitload of charges at you. And then the yep. best option is just to plead guilty and, and take yep. a plea deal. And, and that's just and on to the next one. It's like the DMV, just on to the next. You don't want to get wrapped up in that shit. The nope. whole second, uh, I think it was the third season of Serial was all about that. Like the business that is, you know, crimin- criminality and the yeah. justice system
1: yeah man it's it's scary it's downright scary especially if that's the future of it not being able to even talk to a person like you and you had to he had to pay for everything he had to pay for phone calls permit You know, by the minute you know he had to like uh i don't want to ruin it for you but you'll see why they are actually doing this to people in the movie yeah. Uh, but yeah Crazy dude, I'm loving this talk. Speaking of series, doing though. this to people,
0: you know the, yeah. the, those a lot of those major those uh, major deodorant companies out there, what they're doing to people by putting aluminum and uh, that's the real crime, armpits. That's the real crime. That's, <laughs> that's the, the real crime. <laughs> Seriously,
1: stop putting metal in people's armpits. You psychos. Uh, should yeah. be more like be more like Oh my Gaia, right? Yeah. Zomagaya yeah. oh, is an innovative, all-natural deodorant fragrance and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Omegaya oh, they use only all-natural paraben and aluminum-free organic ingredients. And guys, there's tons of scents to choose from regardless of what you what you like. Um, and we have our very own scent called True Crime Pine that was made especially for true crime guys. But there's tons of other scents like Barbershop and Sailor, Sweet Pea, Pear, Bergamot Amber, Fireside, Honeysuckle, Lumberjack, Leather, Dreamsicle, Coconut, and one of my favorites, Egyptian Musk. And you guys, they also have beard oil and scented oils as well. So you can get the whole set. If you find a scent that you really love, you can make that your scent. Get that scent deodorant. You know, scented oil, beard oil, whatever you want. And because you're True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the code word creeper for 15% off. That's C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order. At shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram or ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A dot com. And as always, guys, there's links to Oh My Gaia as well as Tonic CBD right below the description of this episode.
0: Definitely check out Oh My Gaia and check out Tonic, our other primary sponsor for the podcast. Yes. Tonic CBD is a product that I use every morning and night. I use the different blends and it just keeps my mood perfect. I don't know. I, I can't explain like how much it's helped me on a daily basis, like to rid of anxiety and helps with chronic pain and so many uses. Um, but tonics farm to bottle CBD and botanical blends are uniquely formulated to provide targeted support where you need it most. Each and every high quality ingredient ingredient is thoughtfully selected for its ability to support and enhance the benefits of CBD resulting in a more effective, well-rounded and consistent wellness solution for your mind and body. They have a bunch of different blends, kind of like, Oh my God, they have all those different scents. Tonic has a bunch of different blends for you with different purposes and different ingredients. Um, chill has been one of my favorite for an anxiety it has ashwagandha lemon balm and passion flower to deliver mm-hmm. a super calming effect but what's also really cool is they use black seed oil which is a super powerful antioxidant and it's great for your immune system um, and just scratches the surface of what superfood can do so it's really cool to see that they not only just take cbd but they blend it with really interesting um and powerful um oils and and seed oils and things like that yes um it's easy to see the, uh, to verify the quality of their products as well. There's a microchip on the top of the tube packaging, which you tap your phone on, and it shows you third-party lab reports, product information, details about the farm, and even helpful blog posts to help you, for, help you uh, with CBD education. So with values rooted in quality, integrity, and sustainability, Tonic, Tonic is committed to creating plant-based wellness products that are good for the people and good for the planet. Visit Tonic Vibes to learn more and use code CREEPER for 20% off your order. That's tonicvibes.com, code word creeper for 20% off. That's right, guys, click the link below. Don't Do regret it. It's it's just it's just good
1: for balance, like you say. That's yes. what I feel. I feel like when I use it consistently, I feel balanced.
0: I you know, it's the best way to describe it for me with my cuz I I get these repetitive bad thoughts in my head sometimes. You know, I think it's part of you know, people deal with anxiety and depression and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like but when I take when I take CBD, especially like a high-quality CBD like Tonic, like it, I feel like I have this defense, like this wall where I feel a bad thought coming in and you, like it used to just get stuck in there and it would play over and over in my head. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like it, I feel it coming. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. And I'm able to fight it off a lot easier with <laughs> yeah, CBD. Exactly. Leave me the hell alone. That's my experience with it. I mean, but right. you have to try and see how it works for you. Absolutely. And like you say, there's different blends.
1: You know, they got it for healing. There's a mm-hmm. Flex for healing. There's the OG, which is great for... First waking up, kind of balance. Grounded waking is up. my favorite. I take grounded at night. Grounded at night, every night, religiously. Yeah, and then chill throughout the day. Or if you know, if you got, sometimes I like to take chill before I podcast. Honestly, mm-hmm. it just kind of helps me stay a little more grounded, you know. Because uh, even though how many episodes have we done, but still, mm-hmm. there's some mornings that I'll come out here and get ready to record. And I'm just like, what if I fuck this whole thing up? yeah you know it's like why why are you thinking this like you have no reason you have no logical reason to think that you're going to fuck everything up but that's just it's just like you say it's just human nature and that cbd helps to kind of block those negative thoughts yeah
0: no doubt um that that can help you make all of your days great and also our patreon page if you're bored at work or driving or whatever and you need more true crime guys we have we some of our best you. content over on patreon.com slash true crime guys. Our $5 tier is the best in the biz. You get it is every ba- general, basically everything we create, you get for five bucks a month. Or if you pay up front, you get 10, 10% off and you, yep. you pay 54 bucks for a year and you're done. And everything we make, you're getting a new episode of something from Oz under the true crime guys umbrella almost every day of the week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If not, yeah. It's like almost every other day. Seriously every single it's a i figured it up it's 18 releases a month lauren so it's more than every other day you could listen to true crime guys and then that just repeats every single month so if you if you listen to a true crime guys product or show every other day you would have three or four episodes that roll over into the next month (laughs) still that you haven't heard um so that's that's what we're going for guys we're trying to keep everyone entertained keep everyone connected and also, um, if you if you feel overwhelmed, check out our YouTube channel. Um, that's where we're posting a lot of the updated stuff, as well as TCG Weekly, which I will be releasing every Sunday night. To uh look for it on Monday morning on YouTube, but Sunday night it should be on your on your podcast feed wherever you listen to True Crime Guys, and you can listen to that to kind of stay up to date on everything that we have released. Just so you're not missing out on what's going on, and if we have any special releases, uh, limited merch, or anything like that, I will also give you guys a heads up on there as well. So if you're yeah. if you're staying tuned into TCG Weekly, you'll know everything that's going
0: on in True Crime Guys. All right. I was going to pull up the, the tiers uh, and show what you get for the $5 tier on here. Oh, yeah. I'd find it, and I was going to share my thing. Well,
1: but... we can put it up on the screen for the video.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah we'll that. put a screenshot you... of that. Yeah. All right. Right on. Um, All right, anything else? shout I was going to give shout-outs for those that have rated and reviewed this past week real quick. I think there might be a few. All righty. Yeah, we need All to get right. some man,
1: get some reviews, and uh, also, guys, if you like uh, fantasy football, football's coming back. Check out Full House Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Lauren and Tori are bringing you guys their takes, their hot takes on the trades and shit that's going on right now in the season. Um, they're covering each division in a separate episode. Yeah, so, we
0: just co- we just covered the AFC East. That's right. Um, and this coming week, we are going to cover the NFC west, uh, NFC East. So we're going to work our way across the U.S. East nice. to west perfect yeah, one division per week all right i got a couple of uh reviews to thank people for we got Jess B uh oh one two three from the united states says binge worthy five stars fire emojis hey quick we'll and concise it. and to the point thank you that's right then we got a long one from molly m Ten One Ninety in the u.s says true crime guys is one of my favorite podcasts because of the research that the hosts do i listen to the new episode the minute it drops even if it is a case I'm already familiar with because I know that there will be details added I didn't know about. Thank you, guys. Right on. Thank you, Molly. Yeah, we appreciate Very much that. appreciate it. It's always nice right, to get acknowledged it? for all that research, isn't it? It is not yeah. it <laughs> Those damn crime lines, man. They're extensive. It's a grind, man. I work a 40-hour uh, job, and thankfully I work 410, so I'm off on Friday. So basically my Friday yeah. is like, I might as well work five days because my whole Friday is dedicated to just grinding on the podcast. Just, Hell yeah. Well, it shows, dude. It absolutely
1: shows. Well, all right, right. guys. Well, uh, like we said earlier, you can check out these uh, all these free episodes on YouTube. Go, go, give us a follow oh, on yeah. YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe on YouTube,
0: everybody. Smash that subscribe That's right. button. Smash and that subscribe too. button, guys. <laughs> and if you're anybody. already if you're already on YouTube, great. How about just Welcome. do a nice ginger click on it. That works yeah, too. You don't need just, to sma- You don't need to break your mouse. Relax. Right. Or your computer. It's yeah. it's probably not even a touch screen.
1: Um, <laughs> but if you're on your phone, yeah, you don't want to damage your phone screen, just 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 tap subscribe. And uh, yeah, and if you've been listening for years, it's funny, we got a comment on one of our videos and it's like, I've been listening to you guys since 2016, crazy to put a face to you. I'm like, you just now like looked us up and you've been listening for that long? Like <laughs> Our faces have been out there. You know, I can't can listen. Yeah, I was about to say, I can't listen to like a podcast that long and not know what they look like. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got to see what this person looks like, you know, at some yeah. point in time. Well, that's so. like
0: every case when you're listening to a true crime case, like uh, how quickly do you look up the person? what oh, they look so like? quickly. immediately, as soon as their name is said, I'm like, okay, I gotta look this person up. I guess see what yep. this looks
1: like.
0: <laughs> Which is part of the experience with YouTube when you watch our yeah. show now. Michael's wife, Kristen, is yep. doing a fantastic job. Shout out to her of like editing the video and, and, and putting in pictures of the criminals, the victims, yes. like different locations, like stuff we talk about, it pops up on the screen. So it's a different experience. If you or a person that listens at work on your desktop, you might as well watch the YouTube version instead of just listening because now you get more of an experience.
1: Exactly. Yeah, even if you can't have it up on the screen, you could pull it up whenever we're talking about it and odds are we're going to have a picture of that person or that crime scene or whatever it is there for yep. you guys to kind of be part of the conversation. So,
0: Yeah. all right. Is that all it? All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week for part three, the final, the final chapter of the Stalker series. There's a TikTok case in there and I'm going to tr- make sure I try and find... Uh, the case of a woman stalking a man for once. I mean the, the first Ooh. two we've done four so far and it's all men stalking women. It's about yeah. time to flip that.
1: That's right. They're out well, there.
0: The female stalkers are out there. Oh, they out there. They so. out there. Alright guys. Well we'll see all you right, next week. Keep creeping. Keep creeping.
1: True crime guys. In the desert we like a garage It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army, we out here, make it murder, get better, True crime, true crime. crime guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us, cause you thought we was true crime, garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army, we out here, make it better, charming.
0: You hush your mouth, boy.